Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Johnny King Show. I've got an amazing guest in the house, Shanti. Welcome. Thanks, brother. Glad it's, to be here. It's not the the Shanti that people know from P90X or or the. I don't do know. You, do you know who that is? Yeah, no, I got a stunt uh, double. Yeah, he's he's a ripped black guy that does like right. fitness fitness uh, yeah, stuff, but he's big shoes to fill them. No, it's all good. He, I saw him speak actually at a <clears throat> at a summit of my buddies, but. You're uh, not as black, but you're just as cool. cool Maybe you. not as like military ripped. Yeah, I'm getting there, man. It's yeah. quarantine. It's doing really <laughs> quarantine, yeah. But uh, Sean has an amazing story. Um, he's been a speaker at one of my men's events recently. Um, we met kind of actually at uh, Osteostrong. Yeah, through Greg. Through Greg. And. Uh, so we both have been kind of rehabilitating some things, him a lot more than me. <laughs> and it's been pretty crazy to, to hear his story. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of it, but then also just other things about current events and wherever, wherever we want this conversation to go. Beautiful. Um, but uh, tell, tell those who may be listening and not know you at all, give them the 30,000 foot view of you. My life. Where you came from. Where yeah, you came from you know what what you're up to, what you enjoy doing, totally things like that. Yeah, I uh, you know I really uh, see myself identify as just like full blown Coloradan yep. in every way, you know, and I think that's a really useful frame for just most people kind of have a concept of like what Colorado is, what yep. it represents, yep. um, and uh, yeah, I was born and raised here in, in northern Colorado. Um, in a family of entrepreneurs and so that kind of just set me on my path to uh, just really prize and cherish all things relating to uh, freedom, family, mm -hmm. uh, connection, adventure, uh, outdoor based lifestyles, uh, always uh, learning who I am and what I'm capable of through uh, how I interact with the people that I love outside. Um, and so that's uh, it was pretty much the first uh, you know three decades of my life so far and um, so yeah I own and operate a few businesses uh, one in the contracting construction realm another beekeeping, beekeeping. Uh, large scale commercial beekeeping yep. um, business we have like forty beehives in northern Colorado where I grew up it's crazy um, it's and. Cool. Uh, you know, also doing like some other uh, just consulting and, uh, you know, picked up the term in the last few years, mind expansion consultant mm. is what a few of my clients just yeah. kind of labeled on me. And yeah. I like it, I ran with it. And because uh, really my life is about anything and everything that expands our capacity to to be powerfully, mm -hmm. to be ourselves, really authentically, genuinely, uh, hilariously, sexy, right. like to be just the most right. vital version of yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. um, I stand for that and I'm a connoisseur of all access to that that mm -hmm. I can get my hands on and sharing that with others. So yeah, mind expansion consultant. I love it. And, and if you are whether you're a fan of the the show or not, I think you'll be able to see why we connected because, you know, he's taken a lot of the words out of my mouth in terms of what I live for as well. Um, you obviously just have your, your flavor and your style to doing it. Um, you love to snowboard? Yeah, that's really my highest art form. Yeah, it seems like he's... Over the wintertime, I'd be like, what are you up to, man? He's like, oh, I'm just... I'm out there. You were out there, it almost seems like every single day. Yeah, you get up, I usually you get, get like fifty to seventy days a That's season. Crazy. So yeah, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, just something that I have had since like 
I can remember yeah. and uh, has always just been my most direct access mm -hmm. to like no matter what's going on how amazing or catastrophic my relationships are, mm -hmm. how thriving or withering my business is, like no matter where I am on the spectrum, uh, I can get on a snowboard and just immediately access just full, vibrant wellness and That's peace cool. of mind. So. That's cool. That's cool. I think a lot of people probably would say that maybe they're envious of, of that. They don't mm -hmm. have that probably in their lives. Sure. How yeah. important is it to to be able to do that. That's pretty cool that you know what that is and totally the, where it's located, you know, yeah, up the I, hill. I feel really blessed. And, and granted, that's not year round, you know? And yeah. so uh, I think that's a really important aspect to just for all people to get clear on is like, where where is my flow? Mm -hmm. Like, what is my art mm -hmm. that bring, just brings me online yep. and fully fires up all the systems because everyone has something right uh and uh the uh the most useful map of this territory that i've ever found is a book uh, written by jamie wheel and stephen kotler of the flow genome project mm -hmm. is called stealing fire mm -hmm. and they really lay out like what that state of consciousness is mm. uh, and they call it flow cool yep. and so it's really flow just state. like supreme being and all of the best human beings on the planet are all chasing that same thing mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether you're uh you know like google engineer like mm -hmm. designing reality in real time mm -hmm. digitally yep. uh or you know brilliant like research scientists neuroscientists like pushing the boundaries of what we know about human biology and what we're capable of um you know elite athletes obviously all like you know elite world-class performing olympians yep. to action sports athletes and everywhere in between football players everyone um buddhist monks you know like supreme lifelong meditators that are transcending entering these flow states mm -hmm. on demand just because they choose to right uh, without going or doing anything um and even like military operatives like mm -hmm. the whole book starts with like a look into like the life of navy seals oh, interesting. and how like they they just these individuals become this single mind that's like capable of anything and accomplishing these missions. All of the most elite humans on the planet are all pursuing flow. Mm. And we understand what that is now. Neurologically, we understand what's happening in the brain and in the body when you're in that state. Right. We understand how to train that and how to access that more than we were just happened to have snowboarding to, it, yeah. to find that. Yeah. Now there's this whole new world of coaching and training available that's how to directly access that. Like what should you be doing every day so that you can more effortlessly access that state, be in your genius on demand, like mm -hmm. tactile genius mm -hmm. um, flow. And so uh, they have a really cool profile that breaks you out into like what type. So we're flow goers, mm -hmm. uh, which is mostly like you find it in sport, you find it in movement, you find it in action, Adventure. adrenaline, yep. Yep. endorphin fueled highs. Yeah. Um, just puts you in flow. Not everyone has that. A lot of people are like, uh, find it through writing, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so you can take this profile on their website, it's super cool, and just see like what category you fit in through a quick questionnaire. And then just have more direct access to understanding what that space is for you and, and how you get there. Totally cool. What is that website, just for those listening? Uh, the Flow Genome Project. Flowgenome.com. Yeah, cool. Just Google Flow Genome Project. Love and, it, love it. Uh, There's your first takeaway. Homework assignment. Yeah. Get it love. done. Yeah. And just know what that where that is for you. You yeah. probably already know. You don't need to take a questionnaire for someone to tell you, yeah. uh, you know, what where you find the best you, yeah. you already know. Yeah. It could be with your kids, it could be in your business, it could be running, it could be wherever. Right, right. But hone in on that. And then the questionnaire is cool just because it helps you see it in a broader lens of like, well, that's my style. How do I better, how can I support that? And how can I flex that muscle mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. so that I can be in that day in and day out, turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. and just have this direct access to really powerfully being yourself. Well, and I feel like a lot of people, uh, they know it, but they forget it. Mm -hmm. And they get, again, I feel like it's, it's, it's more challenging to tap into, and correct me if I'm wrong, when people are just in survival mode and highly stressed, you know, which life has definitely been offering a lot of that. 
this year in 2020. Um, but when they get back to it, or just clients that I've worked with, they're like, oh yeah. Mm. Like, this is where I was when I was seven years old, mm. you know, on the pump track, on my little BMX bike, oh, and I was just right. in that, but I forgot that it was even capable of, of, you know, being able to get into that. And I feel like sometimes we lose our way as adults just by doing all the adult things. Sure. Right. Yeah, a lot of the the normal, you know, the mainstream world is not built for yeah. flow. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. built for uh, just repet repetition and monotony. And, yeah. um, but it's cool, actually. One of my favorite aspects of that I takeaways from that book was how, you know, the never-ending peak moments fantasy mm. like always being in flow mm. it's a myth mm. you know it's actually not healthy um like i can't spend every minute of every day of my life on my snowboard that's right. like that's neglecting a lot of the other really important things right. that i need to be doing the point is that you know how to bottle it when you're in it mm. and so that you can take that feeling of just overflowing vibrant power and then carry it forward and do be with your family you know, create things in the world, make art, do whatever you need to do to contribute to the planet and the species, mm -hmm. um, and and not have to be constantly chasing that, mm -hmm. uh, which has got me in trouble before. You know, mm -hmm. like I've almost killed myself getting into some seriously um, just uh, short-sighted, uh, addictive, fulfill flow fulfillment mm -hmm. states of mind and lifestyles. And so he says in the book, it's cool how um, the real flow training, it's like seek enlightenment, become enlightened today, do the laundry tomorrow. Mm. You know, it's like the Zen uh, um, saying. And for, for me, it's like, am I flossing every day? You know, like, am I doing the things day in and day out that are training me to mm -hmm. be disciplined, mm -hmm. to be off, like, really healthy, to be fully taking care of myself, yeah. to have my and my family's wellness at the yeah. highest priority day in, day out, no yeah. matter what, yeah. so that as soon as that ability for flow is on the table, I'm in it, yeah. and I'm crushing, yeah. because you don't rise to the level of your intention, you fall to the real level of your training. Mm -hmm. And so flossing every day, doing those little to the monotony of day-to-day -day life across, yeah. treading across the plateaus so of life true. is actually where it's at. So that when you can access your greatest, yeah. it happens effortlessly without even needing to try. It's funny you say that because I was having a conversation with uh, one of my best friends maybe two nights ago and we were talking about this and we've been talking about this a lot. He he made a transition in his life when he woke up one morning and his sink was completely full of dishes over the last couple of days. You know, it smelled and it was like just it just set him off on this horrible trajectory for the day. Cause he just is like he had to clean the kitchen and stuff like that. So his now evening ritual is that he will not go to bed until all the dishes are clean. Okay. Right. And so we were talking about how, especially with all with all the work that I've been doing with men, it's like it's it's kind of like a, a karate kid movie. I don't know if you've seen that like uh plan of like it's just Mr. Miyagi saying, Paint the fence, wax on, it's wax on, off. Let's make your bed in the morning, mm -hmm. make sure the things are clean. And I'm the same way too. I've had guys come over here for barbecues and whatnot as I'm hosting them and they're like do you always keep your house this clean? I'm like, generally, yeah. I mean, I have, it looks livable. I mean, I've lived here clearly, but generally speaking, I don't have too much out of, out of sorts because it would take, it would nag at me, mm -hmm. you know? And if I had piles, which I've had in times, piles of papers or things like that and stuff everywhere, it, it, it's a reflection of where my mindset is. And then I'm like, I can't get into flow to go write my book until I have everything clean. Exactly. You know what I mean? So work on that discipline of, again, doing the dishes, you know, making your bed in the morning, like doing the little things, flossing right. at night. That really does, we don't think it makes that big a, a difference, but it really does, I feel like. Yeah, it's huge. One of the uh, the wisest teachers I've ever had uh, told me that if something takes less than five minutes, do it now. Mm. 
because there you always have five minutes. Let's mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. Like even if it makes you five minutes late, five minutes late is always forgivable. Mm -hmm. If something takes five minutes, you do it now, no matter what. Otherwise, you end up with this pile of five minute things that turns into hours. Yeah. Like the dishes take five minutes, making your bed takes five minutes, flossing takes five minutes, yeah. all these things take five minutes. And uh, it's really like one of the greatest skills I have now is just being disciplined to that, mm. far from perfect, mm. but a long ways from when I started mm. paying attention to that and uh, just keeping things clean, keeping myself orderly, yeah. um, being in line with that. And um, like you said, it just, it makes space. Mm -hmm. And I think that resilience like just being resilient in life, capable of showing up anywhere, anytime, yeah. any circumstances in life, and doing, being able to do whatever needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Rising to the occasion, mm -hmm. whether it's monotonous or stressful, mm -hmm. uh, urgent or background, just important getting your life together, no matter where you are, to be resilient, you have to have space in your life. And that doesn't mean like get a bigger yard, you know, get a bigger car, like not that kind of space, but like hard drive space in yeah. an operating system. Bandwidth. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just like uh, you can't be carrying around a bunch of files on your desktop that you don't need anymore. Uh, you know, metaphorically speaking yeah. for your nervous system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so any practices that create space, um, you know, for me, it's like when I want to get into that place of like, okay, I something stressful happened, I'm reflecting on it, seeing I wasn't very resilient in that moment. I wanted to be more capable of showing up than I did. Mm -hmm. uh, so I immediately go to like, all right, let's do some resilience practice. Like, let's, uh, let's create space in my nervous system. And so I start small, just get into, um, you know, organizing the desk, mm -hmm. organizing my desktop, like mm -hmm. literally on my computer, um, you know, doing some the chores, like tidying, maybe even like vacuuming, just just create some physical space. And then, you know when you get into like that cleaning flow, right? And yeah, yeah. you're pretty soon like your whole day just turns into you're just like knocking out projects yes. everywhere. Yes. It's so good. Yes. And, but it's not always that easy to get into. So I start with the little just like physical things. It gets your nervous system into that like yeah. doing mode. Yeah. Uh, and then I can sit down and really easily start looking at like the actual space mm -hmm. in my nervous system of like where, what relationships have I been neglecting? Um, you know, what can I, what can I clean up with my business partner yeah. to, to create space there so mm -hmm. that we can more powerfully interact and get that off the table? Um, what, uh, you know, what, what habits like aren't serving me like how am i if i've been paying attention to how much netflix i've been watching <laughs> right. you know is there like where can i create space in those really like the challenging things that are easy to just put off and live with 10 years later yeah um but the, the really important things and so i just do some like simple space creation cleaning tidying chores organizing whatever and then i can really get into mm -hmm. the true inner space creation and, uh, and that's like, what, an hour practice? I do it any time that I'm like reflecting on my life, seeing that I wasn't as resilient as I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my like, my, you know, my paint the fence, wax on, wax off yeah. practice yeah. for uh, just being resilient in life. You have to create space and yeah, your house looks good, man. You're doing a good job of that. Thanks, well it's easy when you live by yourself and you don't <laughs> sure. have a whole bunch of munchkins running around yeah, like that, you totally. know, so. Give me another 15 or 20 years and see how I'm doing. All right, cool. I'll check back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do a, an episode two 15 years from <laughs> That's now. That's your space creation. Yeah, exactly. Have you always been, uh, you say like, it seems like you're talking about, you've, you've clearly evolved a lot, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we always are growing, but sometimes I meet people who haven't, who've kind of stopped growing <laughs> since 20 years old, you know? Sure. Um, and I think going back to the metaphor of like, uh, bandwidth or just your uh, operating system you know we, we update our phones operating systems well now they do them automatically but right. probably multiple times a quarter right mm -hmm. but how often are we actually updating our own operating system as human beings mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I think we're seeing a, a collective need for upgrading a, the operating system for sure. everything that's going on with with Black Lives Matters and you know, systemic racism, everything else going on in the world right now. But for you personally, did it take 
the accident? Did it take certain things to really force your hand on that? Or what is this more of a family cultural thing mm-hmm. that, that just was kind of inbred in you to want to be always leveling up? Totally. Uh, definitely did not learn it from my family. My dad is like, you should see his garage. Yeah. That's a disaster. So, <laughs> um, you know, so no, I don't think it was like, I was born like this. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, it's definitely learned. It's cultivated. It's, uh, it's developed. It's practiced just like every other muscle that mm-hmm. we're flexing mm-hmm. in our lives. And so, uh, the, the crash, you know, that you're referring to definitely, I feel like, it wasn't the cause of it by any means. Like I was already working on that yeah. discipline and that yeah. mastery day yeah. in, day out. Yeah. But it certainly, it accelerated it yeah. by just creating a massive amount of space in my life. Right. So basically, um, yeah, you know, the short story, story right. of what happened was, uh, I was wildly addicted to flow, to mm-hmm. fulfillment. Like I wanted every day of my life to be about peak performance and elite fulfillment. And uh, my latest iteration of that, I had picked up powered paragliding. Um, essentially, you have a fan on your back and a two-stroke motor. You can sit in a chair in the clouds, mm-hmm. take off from the mm-hmm. flat ground, and gain elevation at will. And so, I've been doing that for about a year. And um, yeah, I was third flight of the day. Did not need another one, but had to have it. And uh, wind was picking up. The air temperature was heating up mid-morning. Front was blowing in overshot the landing a couple times and ended up just totally falling out of flow and put it in the ditch. And uh, it was extreme orthopedic trauma. I'm using you hit the ground going? Like 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so straight into the ground. And so I, uh, yeah, I died. I was actually telling the story before I came here. Someone asked me like, you know, how how bad, like, how far away. Oh, was really yeah. yeah. And apparently, I don't remember, I was still like in a coma pretty much in the first week of the hospital, but the Flight for Life pilot came into my room, my ICU room, where I was like critical care on my deathbed, just to meet my family, because yeah. he heard that I was alive mm. and couldn't believe it. Wow. Like, had to see it with his own eyes. Wow. They're like, this kid survived that? Like, oh. and he's the guy flying me to the hospital? Yeah you have like he's got good genes you have an amazing family he's probably going to be all right and if he's alive through that mm-hmm. and so it was just, you know i died i was a near-death experience and uh i had nine reconstructive surgeries to rebuild my entire lower body and my jaw out of uh titanium mm-hmm. and uh was in a wheelchair for, was in the hospital for a month and a half was in a wheelchair for four months uh, basically half a year of just full incapacitation yeah. and then it's another crazy. three years <laughs> since sure. then just learning how to walk mm-hmm. learning how to dance learning mm-hmm. how to run learning how to be an athlete how to snowboard how to do all the things that I love again and so you know if space if bandwidth is what gives you access to resilience yeah I certainly had a lot of space open up <laughs> a lot of time you know? yeah. it was like even it was like a traumatic head injury, I kind of like, I mean, a lot of things were, a lot of my memories were just scattered all over the place. So even my my imagination and just my cognitive awareness had a yeah. ton of space. Yeah. So a lot of the things that were taking up all my folders on the mm-hmm. desktop before were just mm-hmm. like obliterated. It didn't matter anymore. Like I couldn't run a business. I couldn't, um, my business kept running itself, which was amazing. Having incredible people running it for mm-hmm. me and have promoted them before that. but. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't be an athlete, you know, I couldn't be, uh, you know, even like a family person anymore. I needed like help getting out of my house for sure. Getting help getting to the bathroom for sure. And so when you create that level of space, uh, you know, no one should go seeking that. Uh, but we're all constantly getting those opportunities to create space in our lives. Maybe not that we chose, right? I didn't really, I chose that in a lot of ways. It was my doing, did it to myself, for myself. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I didn't see it coming, <laughs> you know? No. And a lot of times, like a divorce, like you don't see that coming, maybe. No. No. Um, a, the loss of a parent, like a lot of times, or loss of a loved one, best mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And so we always have these opportunities to create space that maybe we weren't anticipating. Yeah. And so mine was just a particularly massive one with a near-death experience 
but it's not like I don't want people to feel like oh crazy you know I'm glad I don't have anything like that and maybe I'll never access that level of flow because I've never had anything like that I don't think that's the case I think it's accessible to everyone because part of being human is that you get transitions just dealt to you day in and day out. Mm-hmm. It could be a virus. Like everyone gets to go through that transition together. A quarantine and whole lifestyles getting wrenches thrown in them. Um, Creating a ton of time. A ton absolutely. Of space. Yeah. So you talk about these things as like, it's really easy for me to look at that trauma and say, what a disaster. Like, fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, why? what were you doing? Yeah. Like, How could you ever do them? beat yourself up about it and this virus like oh this sucks it was terrible how could this happen to us this is the worst thing happened mm-hmm. to me it's so easy to be a victim right um in those spaces when you didn't choose the transition right weren't anticipating it but when you can really lean into that and just quit labeling things as good or bad and right. just call it all useful and embrace it as an opportunity to grow and learn and create space in your life and become more resilient and understand what you're really capable of Mm -hmm. when some curveballs come into your life, um, you always come out the other side of that more playful, more flexible, more capable of Mm -hmm. just adding value Mm -hmm. to anyone's life and any situation that you show up in. which you know you you can rob yourself of that really easily if it's like the victim choice on the menu instead right right. you know which is what a lot of times people uh, i just hear from people i I don't have the time i don't have the the money it's we get very very ingrained in that like this is this is as big as our you know hose is and that's as much flow as we can get into absolutely versus really looking at how we can expand you know to 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 take on greater bandwidth, to yeah. take on more, and so much of that for me is is going along with the saying of like, less is more, mm. and the more like that's like if you cut out as much distraction, which is for me the coronavirus, although challenging times for sure throughout it here and there in moments, but for the for the most part has been such a, a gift, you know, just to have time here to start a book and to start a mm. podcast and to you know, create new programs and, and just to be able to pivot into new ways of serving that I would I don't think I would have done if life was still going on. Right. Right. Yeah, and there's also some people who just like drank their quarantine away. Yeah. You know, and didn't yeah. come out the other side different. So it's totally like yeah. choose to let it happen to you or choose to happen to it. You yeah. know, like you're yeah. doing it's absolutely it regardless of what you have chosen in the past, if you woke up out of quarantine three months later 20 pounds heavier and yeah. like yeah. 200 Netflix documentaries more com- or series more complete yeah fine yeah. like so what get ready because the next transition is yeah. coming down the pipe yeah. right now yeah. and it seems like in 2020 faster than you could even imagine it's for gonna sure. be here for sure like we can't even remember what life was like two weeks ago right because it's so radically different now right. and uh, so the, the the main point of that is, is like regardless of how well you've met your transitions and grown through them Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. the next one's coming and you are going to constantly as a human being on earth have more and more opportunities to lean into these experiences to not just coast through them or let them happen to you and to redesign yourself like create a new version of you right uh, through it with a podcast and a book and whatever else you want out Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. um well, you said fiber optic, like the cable is the, you know, like this is the bandwidth of my hose and what can go through there. Um, yeah, that's an interesting metaphor for me because, yeah, you can definitely take things out of there yeah. that didn't need to be in there in the first place, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you can also upgrade the technology. Right. You know, you can go from cable to fiber optic. Right. In the same size, you're right. all of a sudden, trans, you know, capable of doing 10,000 times more speed. data through yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I don't have any like magic wand to do that with, but I would say, um, you know, for me, it's, it's really about like mindfulness practices, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. really about, uh, just discipline to my morning practice to Mm -hmm. every day, finding time to start my day taking care of and honoring my hardware, Mm -hmm. what I'm capable of. So 
it doesn't matter whether it's your exercise routine, your yoga, your meditation, your breath work, um, you know, your your uh, sexual, like erotic, you yeah. know, practice yeah. is yeah. a huge, like hardwired into all of us, foundational mm -hmm. access to upgrading your hardware. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, or other, like it could be your church, it could be your community, it could be your your sacrament, your, your, your psychedelic, you know, experience right. is that like becomes so much more mainstream now. It could be anything for anyone, totally. um, <clears throat> but just, you know, focusing on upgrading your technology, going from cable to fiber optic. Yeah. We have all the tools for that. We yeah. just a lot of times say that we're too busy for it. Yeah. My thought is if, if someone's listening to this, like, okay, I get this all theoretically, but again, like how do I actually put the rubber to the road? How do I actually apply this and, and grow that capacity. And I, and I think as you're saying that it's another great metaphor that I always go to is just working on the gym, you know, like if I want to, let's say lose some weight and, and look a little leaner, aesthetically better, let's say, what am I going to do? I'm going to actually change the foods that I'm eating right now. If I actually want to increase that, that would be like taking your bandwidth and just maybe cleaning out the inside. So right. it flows a little bit faster. If you mm -hmm. actually want to increase the the bandwidth, the capacity, mm -hmm. you actually have to go into the gym and start to lift heavier things, right? right. So that your muscles actually grow to increase their capacity. Mm -hmm. And so using that metaphor, I think for anyone that's listening or watching, it's like, okay, there's one thing which we've already talked about, which is getting rid of the distractions, which would also, I think, it's like making your bed, cleaning the dishes. But I also believe it's really... It's going back in and doing the the work that I've done through either Tony Robbins, PSI here in Denver, MITT out in LA, or Landmark, or doing, or a therapist, or just listening to various podcasts. It's, it's healing from past trauma because that's what's getting in the way, mm -hmm. right? And then it's actually challenging yourself to grow, right? Which would be taking risks in your relationship, having conversations about things you don't want to, or have avoided talking about, or taking risks in business, or you know, with family, spiritually, like you said, all those erotic, whatever aspects of, of what make you human, you've got to push the envelope, right? Totally. I think that increases your, your capacity. You minimize as much as you can of the distractions. And then from there, man, sky's the limit. Because then right. you can just shoot tons through this open gateway of possibility and you start to realize, or maybe you don't start... Yes, you start to realize, but then you become even even cooler as I feel like as you age, you get to just be an example, a living example of what's possible hmm. for humans. And I think that's the thing that I aspire for the most too, is like if men were actually to heal and get all their shit together and be have you know high EQs, hmm. really understand the masculine and feminine, really understand how people work, like what type of men and leaders could we be for the women in our lives or our brothers or our children for future generations. I think that's what fires me up the most. It's like, okay, but it starts with healing. Yeah. You know, always, which kind of sounds like, I mean, from what you've told me multiple times in terms of the story of your accident, it's like it, it, it offered you the, the huge gift of being like, okay, <laughs> here's a, not even like a blank slate, but like, here's like, you kind of refer to it as every, all the books came off your, bookshelf right. right and they're laying all over the floor and you get to kind of choose which ones if any you pick back up and back stick up, back in there, there right yeah expand on that a little bit more if you don't mind in terms of like what did you intentionally choose whether we're talking about like certain friendships or certain limiting beliefs maybe you know, i mean i don't know if you'd pick up a limiting belief and put it back on the shelf but what became most aware to you when all the books were on the floor and you were still trying to pick up your memories and put your life together and your body together. Mm. Yeah. The, I love to have an analogy. It's like, uh, you know, the, the immediate books that went back on the shelf were like my family. Yeah. The first thing I opened my eyes in the they hospital, were they're right there. So yeah. like, all right, all those books go back on the shelf. Thank yeah. God. I yeah. got an amazing family. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, from there, it was like, okay, you know, who am I? Yeah. Like, to, sense of identity. Yeah, like, what makes my identity up? Well, mm -hmm. um, I'm not an athlete right now, but that's really important to me. So I started like kind of 
putting those books back on the shelf. But Which they cool. told you wasn't going to happen, right? You told yeah, me that, like, pretty oh, much. Chances my, of you snowboarding again was like, good luck. Yeah, my surgeons were basically like, you should kind of like, you know, not really plan on ever living an extreme lifestyle again. And uh, which is crazy to like set that frame of reference for someone because I'm better than I've ever been yeah. at all of my, you know, yeah. climber, um, snowboarder, Snowboard. mountain bike. So, yeah. um, and that was in a pretty short period of time. But, um, you know, the the cool thing about that is, is I got to read all the books too. You don't just like, oh, pick that book up, put it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have to look them. at like, okay, yeah, I'm an adventure athlete, you know? And how am I doing that? Yeah. Like, do I write, do I like the way that I wrote this book? Yeah. Or am I just super recklessly chasing fulfillment? Right. And do I want to maybe tear a couple pages of that out and actually right. rewrite it about, no, this is actually, uh, this is my church. Like, right. this is a sacred experience for me to really bring respect mm -hmm. and composure to this thing that brings me joy and fulfillment and value. Mm -hmm. And the highest respect I could ever have for that thing is being able to do it forever mm -hmm. and being able to do it forever means sometimes not doing it right you know like that means knowing that those first two flights of the day for me were enough and the third one i should have passed on mm -hmm. but that's not how i had written the book mm -hmm. and so that book that fell off the shelf of like oh this is part of my identity of i'm a, an elite athlete in these adrenaline fueled extreme pursuits you know got to be edited mm -hmm. and kind of looked over and so that was what, and I started kind of doing that everywhere. Like, who am I as a as a as a partner in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Who am I as a brother mm -hmm. in my family? Um, who am I as a, as a businessman? Like, what do I actually bring to my clients' lives? Yeah. Uh, and it was really cool. I got to keep a lot of those same things, but just change the way that I was doing them. Right. Um, you know, we're uh, I think as a culture, we're quick to. Like we pick up new ways of being and new identities, just like we change outfits, man, because mm -hmm. we have access to everything. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. And so we're quick to just like, oh, that relationship's not working, trash it, get a new one, yeah. you know, back to Tinder or whatever. Yeah. And it's really a missed opportunity, I think, most yeah. of the time yeah. to not just like see what else is there, yeah. see who you can <clears throat> be differently, because yeah. maybe it'll click yeah. if you just rewrite that book a little bit. Totally. And so as I was putting all those things back on the shelf, um, it was amazing. I have this this painting business, this painting and drywall coatings, finish work business is what we do. I've had this business for like 12 years now, paid my way through college doing it. Mm -hmm. It's this you know, amazing people working for me. Uh, kept running while I was laying on my deathbed in the hospital yeah. because of, you know, incredible power of relationships around yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, I got to really look at that of like, all right, what are we actually doing? Mm -hmm. You know, are we just painting houses? Are we putting liquid onto walls? Are we, you know, just delivering services for money? Like how simple of a reduction do you want this to be versus yeah. Yeah. How, how broad of a contribution do you want it to be? Instead, I decided that I want to really be the contractor that's delivering value mm -hmm. to people's lives and to people's families as much or more than I am to their structures and to their homes. Cool. And so I shifted that into, um, you know, this is like, I want to take an interest in my client's children mm -hmm. while I'm there, see how I can mentor and support them. Mm -hmm. I want to take an interest in my clients, uh, you know, their travels, like their art on the walls and see where they've been, what they are and support them and telling their story in a yeah. more powerful way of who they are, what they've done, what's important to yeah. them, yeah. how they contribute to the world. Um, and so I kind of shifted into that as I started to learn to walk and get out to running my business again. And it's been this monumental change in the quality of my own life. Yeah. Just because I ran, decided that my business was going to serve a different purpose. Mm -hmm. Same medium to getting there, mm -hmm. same paint being exchanged for money, mm -hmm. but that's just the shell that's carrying yeah. this wealth of, of value. Mm. Um, so I guess that would be, you know, in a nutshell, the, the takeaway for me is like, you don't have to change the relationship. You don't have to get a new job or change your business or like burn these things down to make right. space to create right. a new thing. You can infiltrate the most foundational structures in your life and redesign them. Mm -hmm. Like decide actually what is the purpose of like the real humanitarian 
powerful, compassionate value yeah. that gets delivered yeah. through your construction or your tech or mm -hmm. your nannying, you mm -hmm. know, whatever business yours is, mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't have to burn the books in the library. Right. You can kind of just edit them and right. rewrite them a little bit. Well, and it seems like um, that that really caters to your gift because I, again, being similar in nature, I feel like I'm always looking at how I can like wring the most juice out of every experience, hmm. you know? And to take a business that on the outside could be like, okay, cool. You actually infusing your gift, which is like, I want to, I want to find out what's what's the story behind that painting. Mm. You know, what's like, tell me about your kids. It's like that really does cater to your to your gift, which I think, again, if anyone's listening, can extract maybe a, a takeaway from this, which is like, first you got to really figure out yourself and what your gifts are, mm. and then seeing how that you can infuse that into the the methodology or the the service that you might be providing, even if you're just doing you know, customer service at a call center. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. But you can bring your gifts, your unique gifts to the table. And if you don't know what those are, I'd say start taking personality profile assessments, you know? Sure. Is, a, is one way that I found, you know, and I started taking so many of them, I started seeing the overlaps and be like, okay, yeah, I love people. I love mm -hmm. adventures. I love learning. I'm like, okay, what would this look like? And I, you know, the business that I'm in right now is ultimately cultivating those things okay. it's, it's a give and take because in that place where I'm most fulfilled I bring the best version of myself mm. which guys like to experience you know in events that we're doing and just the bonding and the brothering brotherhood I will I guess <clears throat> and I think that from there just goes for um, you know creating memories and things that are of value yeah you know beyond just a transaction Right. Yeah. The pro the personality profiles is a is a cool way to get there. I haven't done a lot of that, mm -hmm. and so maybe that's an opportunity for me to like really see into those framework, those systems for like seeing your gifts more. Yeah. Um. For me, it's just really like, what makes you feel good? Correct. Like that is the ultimate guide for what there. your gifts are. Yeah. Like, if you are expressing your gifts and tapped into your unique value, mm -hmm. you're gonna feel good. Yeah. And you know what those things are. Mm -hmm. You might not have done it in a while, but maybe do it every day. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, and if it's just like, oh, well, uh, being with people makes me happier. Being with my kids makes me happy. It's like, well, what is actually, is it about that? Correct. You know, like what That's do it. you, is it, is Curiosity. it, you know, the, the inquisitiveness of learning about <clears> them? <throat> is it some type of contribution that you like to make to people mm -hmm. is it just sheerly the pure just connection with people regardless mm -hmm. of how much is shared or exchanged mm -hmm. um so if you can really like what makes me feel good and then get super specific on like the actual details of what that thing is correct um then that's the ultimate personality profile you know yeah. tell yourself about yourself yeah, exactly. To look back on your own experience and be like, when have I been most happy? Or when am I, sure. just when does time fly? Right. You know, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Because I think sometimes people, you know, I've had people say to me like, well, not everyone can, can follow their passion and, you know, make a living doing it. You're mm -hmm. just one of the lucky ones, you know, yeah. like I got to stay in this dead end job and just to pay the bills because I got mouths to feed. And I'm like, I totally get it. That I don't know what it's like to be you. And we definitely come from different upbringings and everything else. However, I certainly believe in everyone's freedom and resourcefulness mm -hmm. to literally create whatever they want. And I think a lot of that goes back to um, exactly that. Like if you if you just love playing an instrument or you love playing video games or whatever, like, but what is it below the actual thing that you're doing that you exactly. really enjoy, you know? Yeah. And I think that goes back to your your analogy there where it's like, you were picking up the books and then kind of rereading them. I'm like, but why was this book even on the shelf in the first place? Exactly. And do I like all of it? And if not, then maybe there's chapters I pull out because they're not serving me anymore. Yeah. Rip them out. You know, or maybe you like donate it, put it in that little uh, box on your neighbor's front yard of those little <laughs> community neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, donate it. Yeah. Um, and I got to do library. that with a lot of relationships um, that were. Would, well, would never curse any of them never regret any of the relationships friendships in my yeah. that got me to where I was yeah. but 
Um, also just got to see really clearly like who showed up and who didn't in mm -hmm. the darkest hour of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and you can check that out any day in your life, like yeah. who's showing up and who's not. Yeah. And uh, those people who aren't showing up, is it maybe just because they're too busy? You should take on the responsibility to doubling down mm -hmm. on that and mm -hmm. seeing how they show up in return. Mm -hmm. And if it does feel exhausted at some point, then you can, you know, lovingly yeah. say thank you for all the contributions you've made to my life up to this point yeah. um and you know donate that book yeah so. well and i think we talked about right before we started when i before i hit record is that like a lot of it for me is i just have to be and it's another way of saying exactly what you're still saying is like there's certain things that literally suck the life out of me mm. and there's things that totally breathe life into me Right. Sitting behind my computer, I'm working on you know funnels, sales funnels for landing pages and right. copywriting. I'm like, eh, like can I do it? Sure. Was I a graphic design major? Yes. Oh, nice. But I don't, you know, like that's not the type of art that I want to do. Mm. I'd rather be drawing on my iPad. I'd rather be painting. I'd rather be, you know, doing some other type of creating, like in my business. Or I just love the art of coaching. Because mm -hmm. when I'm talking to someone, I never, I don't, I don't even know where this conversation is going. Right. But it's kind of cool to like weave in and out of, and like, oh, I can extract that, and I'm curious about that, and to yeah. me, that is an art, art flow as well. Um, and I think that's the important thing for people to to listen to is to to find what it is that breathes life into you, or what takes it out of you, and you should avoid as much as you can the things that suck life out of you. You know. Mm -hmm. In my humble opinion. Yeah, no question. I agree with that. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you feel good, you're in flow. Yeah. You know, I, I love that we have that shared experience. Yeah. Like right now, is it about an hour yet? It's been three hours. Yeah. I don't yeah. like, you know, know where we're at because we both enjoy this so much. Yeah. And it's, there's no agenda. There's no idea. It's just this spontaneous kind of, mm -hmm. you know, playing catch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I really... I appreciate that and I think that everyone has their own version of that yeah um, where they just are like nothing else exists yeah because you're just doing what you love yeah. you're enjoying doing it yeah. um, and maybe it's a new thing that you suck at but you still enjoy doing it right like, that was me and you know in rock climbing yeah. and mountain biking yeah. and some of the things that I love and yeah. uh, but I you know I hope that the the world caters to that you know, I yeah. hope that we, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, I hope that's done for us because remember, we're the ones designing the world. Correct. Like, you know, the 8 billion of us collectively are doing this. Correct. And so um, I hope that we can all see the value in that. And the more that we encourage the people in our lives yep. to, or the people in our companies or our coworkers or our whoever, parents, to just take some time to like, you know, I'll cover this. Mm -hmm. You should really like go do something that lights you up, that mm -hmm. makes you happy, that you love. Mm -hmm. The more we encourage that for other people, the more it will be encouraged for us. For sure. And the more we can just design a world where uh, we thrive because everyone is making sure that their neighbor is taking time to tap in to flow mm -hmm. to just feeling good feeling optimized and uh, one day at a time in that realm but I think we need it more than ever right now and I think that it starts just with choosing it for ourselves and encouraging it for the people in our lives yeah um, so yeah yeah amen I, I couldn't think of a better way to put a bow on this conversation than that um, if people wanted to follow you be in touch with you where, where would they be able to to connect if any yeah i uh i need to do a better job of that i'm not really much <laughs> on social media well, yeah. um you can find me uh i guess on facebook um or maybe there. just in real life yeah the, in the mountains that's the way yeah. is uh you know but and that's the like that's the missed opportunity of not really caring about social media yeah. you know is yeah. What are the chances we're just going to find each other on a mountainside somewhere? Yeah. You know, yeah. but we can choose to meet you on that mountainside somewhere if we're connected digitally. And so yeah. I see that, uh, you know, my complacency around just being enamored with the physical mm -hmm. experience of mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. and kind of disregarding the digital experience of it is, is also a missed opportunity for connection. And so yeah. my, uh, my Facebook, I'm, I'm on there all the time. I just mm -hmm. don't really broadcast much, mm -hmm. um, is, uh, 
Sean, S-E-A-N, T-T-I. Might be easier to find just with the like after facebook.com backslash yep. dreaming the life. There you go. Um, yeah, dreaming a lot of people life. are living the dream, but yeah. I think yeah. it's a little more, uh, com- you know, a little more yeah. charming to dream your own life. Like choose yeah. really what is the the, the life, that, the dream that you want to live. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's dreaming the life and um, yeah, if we have anything in common, if we have uh, any capacity to, I could learn from you, you could learn from me, um, or you know, you're passionate about doing the same things, access flow that I am, or any of the books or recommendations that we've talked about yep. um, make a difference for you, would, would just love to be connected. Like the bigger the family, the better, right. in my opinion, and it's man, never ending how many incredible people there are to, to connect with. If they love honey. Yeah, exactly. If you need some honey in your life, uh, <laughs> I've got, uh, yeah, I think some honey of, bear. It's modestly, humbly, some of the most incredible honey on earth. Yeah. So I've had a little bit at that place that we got a drink. Where was that? Down in Friday. Just, it was called Honey. Honey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was enough. an amazing electric yeah. bar. My friends own down there. And, yeah. and Honey, uh, right out. So it's, yeah. it's opening Things again, are... I think, this week or next week. They're going to reopen finally. Good. So. Good. Um, Life somewhat coming back to some sense of normalcy. Yeah, we're getting there. We're and also, uh, you know, was normal that great to begin with? No. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like, new... you know, what, are we coming back to something that was yeah. okay? Right. Uh, or are we we moving forward into something that's Evolving. outrageous and yeah. profound and fulfilling and uh, where everyone's taken care of? Yeah. Um, Amen. We've got a lot of work to do, but I think we're on our way. Amen. We can save that for the next next episode. Yeah, no doubt. Otherwise, we could talk for hours. Cool. Thank, no, you again thank you for, for having me, brother. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. We appreciate and, it. You bet. Um, look forward to hearing what else uh, you're putting out here with your new podcast. Yeah. Man. Stoked yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, appreciate you uh, listening. And like I said, always feel free to, to hit me up with feedback or reach out to Sean and say, hey, um, if you're ever passing through Colorado, hit any either of us up and we'll take you for an adventure. So until next time, take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.